Hi, everybody. This is Kimberly. And this is Katie. And you're listening to A Date with Dateline, featuring Swamp Butt Barbie and Sweaty Boobs Barbie. Hey! We'll let you decide which one is which. That's great. It's hot here, too. It's so hot. (laughs) Barbie was really good, though. I saw it with my mom. We loved it. Okay. I haven't heard a bad thing about it yet, so. Yeah. Okay. It was great. So we are doing another repeat because Dateline NBC doesn't think we want new episodes. Maybe they're just saving it. I mean, they have to take breaks. I hope they're all doing something I think they're intimidated by Shark Week, and I would be too. Oh, yeah. So they're just like, we can't show human predators when we have the apex of apex predators on another channel. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to read their minds. I think that's what's happening. That's got to be. But also, we're doing a dateline. I hope everyone enjoyed frogging. I got nothing but positive responses yes. from frogging. And so I think we're definitely going to do another frogging. I think we, Great. people want us to do the whole series. So I was really hoping that that's what was going to yeah. happen. But tonight we're doing a Dateline, a classic from Peacock. It's called The Secret of Cottonwood Creek. Not to be confused with A Killing in Cottonwood, which we also covered, I think. We sure did. Okay. And I think that's a totally different Cottonwood. I don't think they're even in the same place. Thank you. That was my question. It is, isn't it? I think they're in different places. But I'd have to Google it. I'm not 100% sure on that. But this is the final case, question mark, maybe in our hiking trilogy. So what I'm deeming our hiking trilogy to be a deadly path over the edge, which confusingly enough on the podcast, Dateline's podcast feed is called a deadly path because someone got confused and it wasn't us. Metadata is hard. Yeah. So a deadly path over the edge, which is sometimes called a deadly path. And then there's another one I just saw where there is another hiking one, but I'm not sure it's a hiking one. I haven't finished the episode yet, but it might be. So there might be a quad episode. Anyways, it's summer. Everyone's out hiking. Let's talk about hiking murders. So this is- It's really hot to hike. It's so hot and everyone's dying. Every day I get more emails from the parks. Somebody else died. Just because of heat stroke? Yeah. It's too hot. Getting lost. I don't know. I don't like any of this. So this is season 22, episode 40. You can find it on Peacock. May 30th, 2014, hosted by Andrea, our second Andrea hiking mystery. She loves a cliff. She loves to go out on a cliff and scare the pants off me. I knew you were going to say that for this one specifically. But also, we haven't seen Andrea in a minute. I know. I always miss her. Has it been two months? I follow her on Instagram, so I don't miss her as much because I see her photos of her lovely family every day. But two months? Would that be reasonable it's been a to while. say? It's yeah. okay. We've only done it maybe one Andrea in the summer. Yeah, so it's been a long time. It's good to see you, Andrea. We are in southwest Colorado, Cottonwood Creek, hence the title. These snapshots barely capture it, but who can resist trying? Andrea says, Careful though, this is wilderness, the dangerous kind. Oh boy. As opposed to the not dangerous wilderness. I think all danger, all wilderness is dangerous. Maybe like a meadow is not that dangerous. Because of yellow jackets. Yeah. That's why. The frigid currents here can take a life and also maybe sweep away secrets. Ooh. Yeah. Good, good wordplay, Andrea. We are talking about Leslie and Fred Muller, and they were married for almost 27 years. 
Their three kids say they were overly affectionate, and it was gross. They didn't actually say it was gross, but I think it was gross. No one wants to see your parents making out all the time, getting all handsy under the dinner table. Your parents are not affectionate? No. My parents were also not affectionate. So I have no idea what that's, if that's gross, if you grow up with it. Yeah, maybe it's I think not. it's just your baseline norm is completely different. Horny parents. I think that they might look at my parents and be like, are they fighting? Right. That's <laughs> you know what I'm probably saying? true. Yeah. Are they all I right? mean, they should be happy. Go for it, but just not in front of me. Maybe they have a really healthy relationship with touch. It's yeah. I feel I'm, I'm upset <laughs> for myself because I'm feeling like I'm in the wrong here, even though I too am like, please don't. don't. Please don't. I don't I, really want to see anyone go to town, though, to be fair. No, it's not that fun. No. No. So they lived in Texas, but they had a second home in Colorado. Must be nice. Is that the actual cabin that we keep seeing? Yeah, it's beautiful. It's very beautiful. It's massive. They were very successful. Fred owned a multi-million dollar construction company, and Leslie had an OBGYN practice, was a doctor. Also, a deadly path also featured a doctor. What is it with... Husbands trying to kill their very impressive, successful wives. They are intimidated by successful women, which means I am not in danger. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> you are. So, You're definitely in danger. Then in 2004, Leslie retired from her practice and dedicated her time to the church and studied theology. We need him to be a sinning religious man of God. To mark it off your bingo cards. And we don't know if he's religious yet. We just know she is. Well, the so whole family must ready. be. I was dead wrong on this religion, too. Because it was not the religion that I thought it was. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay, that's all we're going to say there. That's we don't all I'm going to say. Are you going to say? So, are you going to say what religion it is later? No. Oh, it only comes up because they say they went to mass. And so I assume that they're Catholic. To me, if you're studying theology, you're either a born-again Christian or perhaps... Mormon, Latter-day Saints, but not Catholic. That is not my first thought. Interesting. These preconceived notions. I know. I don't know where it was. Also, we don't get a lot of Catholic families. No, that's like. true. We don't get a lot of Catholic murderers. I mean, we had a whole church full of Catholic sinners, but we did not get yeah. sinning men of God. A lot of ca Catholic murders on Dateline. No, not really. I would say the evangelical Christians have a lock. On Dateline. Yeah, for sure. Even the Jews. We have not snuck in there. We've only gotten a couple ticks on our belts. You might be higher We might right be higher than, than Catholics. Catholics. Mm -hmm. So he, Fred, would do something nice for Leslie every night. We get it. They were doing it all the time. They were just all over each other. <laughs> we get it, Dateline. They were that middle-aged couple making out right in front of their kids at the movies. So in 2008... Their son, Alex, was in Colorado with them, without the two daughters, on a weekend trip to the cabin. They went to church for mass. Alex, the son, was tired, so he stayed home. Very interesting. What would have happened if he had gone? Would this all have gone differently? We don't know. Well, I think that's your biggest evidence, which I'm going to bring up later, because that's huge to me. That he didn't come. And was invited, right? I see what you're saying. He was invited, but maybe the plan was to do this on a different time when he didn't come. He was Maybe they were going to go on multiple hikes, and it was like, if he comes, I'll do it another time. Oh, I if don't know. If he doesn't come, 
this is the time. But you think they wouldn't have, he wouldn't have even invited him. Or it would have been more of a like, no, let me let this just be Let's me just, and your mom. I just want to talk to your mom about something. We're just going to spend yeah. some time. I feel like there would have been an excuse right. and it seems like it was the opposite of that. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. So Fred and Leslie went up with her puppy, Gracie, a very cute border collie pup. Yes. And they tell us that she was rambunctious and would try to jump up and catch the ceiling fan. And I really wish we had video of that because we could insert it anytime something sad happens on Dateline. Puppy break, trying to catch a ceiling fan. That's also trouble. That dog is trouble. Oh, yeah. But that good trouble that puppies are. No, puppy trouble. But Puppy trouble. I don't think it was a puppy. That was a dog. Yeah, but it was still young. I do think that if a puppy shows a propensity for jumping up at (laughs) anything that's moving, you're just, you're in for it. Yeah. Get ready. So there was still some snow on the patches, in patches, patchy snow. Patchy snow. They walked up to Cottonwood Creek and they each took each other's photos a bunch of times. And then Andrea is standing right there where it happened on this steep cliff over this icy cold rushing water with no harness. She was harnessed in that last cliff episode we did with her. Was no she? Harness. Yes. Oh. She was like rappelling down the mountain. Oh. Hmm. She might have even had a helmet on. But nothing here. Was that before this one or after this one? I want to say after. So maybe they learned from this they one because she letters. did almost fall in. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So Fred says that Leslie posed for a photo with Gracie and then she fell and she was swept away in the current of these waterfalls. He ran to his car. He drove a mile to the closest house because he had no cell service up on the mountain. He meets the owner of the house, Justin Sparks, which to me sounds like the name of a contestant on American Idol. And It is. He- Jordan Sparks. It's very close. <laughs> very close. Mm-hmm. But also Justin Guarini. So Why does love always feel like a battlefield? Was that battlefield. Ju- was that Jordan? So Justin and his wife, who is struggling to breathe with no air, calls 911 and says, Fred is frantic. He says his wife fell. Justin drives by back with Fred and they start searching. Way to go, Justin. Nice neighbor. Yeah. The EMS volunteer gets the call on the radio and goes to help. He said Fred rushed up to him and was frantic, saying, let's go. We have to find my wife. And he noticed that Fred's face was all scratched up. And he seemed disoriented and was getting confused about where they should be looking for Leslie's body or Leslie alive. Was it getting dark at that point? Probably. Okay. So the homeowner, Justin, is the one who finds Leslie floating in a creek at the bottom of a bunch of waterfalls. And a bunch of first responders came to help, but they can't revive her. It's too late. Now, is she pinned when he finds her? She is floating in the water underneath a big tree that has fallen. Yeah, but floating. So Fred says he thinks a bird flew by and that the dog Gracie got startled and jumped and caused Leslie to fall. And then he says it looks like she did a swan dive and landed on the rocks below. He says he saw her land into the rocks and then she slid like mush into the creek. I don't know. Hmm. So then now, what Andrew- did, wait, what did you think at this point? I think he fully did it. I always think a cliff accident is the husband. I fully thought it was an accident at this point. I was like, 
Well, because... I don't believe Swan Dive. I don't like that. Swan Dive, I don't know. It seems like she went head over feet. But it, the crumpling... And I don't see how that's possible. Sort of what he said made sense with the crumple and then just sort of getting swept away because rocks are really slippy. That's how you mm-hmm. fall in the water, right? Yeah. And so mm-hmm. if there was water splashing up on the rocks, yeah, I would see. And you're wearing a slick winter parka. Yeah, you just you just go in the water. Mm-hmm. So it only becomes difficult later. It, oh, it becomes so difficult later. Mm-hmm. So Andrea next is in the creek in waders. Yes. Andrea in full-on waders. She looks great. She could walk a runway in those waders. Me, I'd just be like, my thighs would be like, getting caught i think everyone's would be that's a normal normal thing but are waiters supposed to be that high or is am i just they were high they were like almost up to her waist how high waiters she your height she is taller than me yeah a little bit no i think she's a, a bit most people are i don't know if we've ever seen an andrea without heels does that help? We, you're, that's a great point. We've only ever met Andrea in heels. Mm-hmm. I think she's she lives. I think she's like Barbie. She might wear heels. She can't flatten her feet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd have to give it a bing and see how tall she is. Okay. I will be doing that after. I don't know how accurate those websites are, though. I don't either. I don't trust it. I they, could just ask her, I suppose. Yeah. So she is in the creek in waders, looking fabulous. Fred says he ran down to the bottom of all these waterfalls and he got scratched up on the bushes and he was slipping on the rocks and that's why he looks so beat up. He Gracie apparently the poor dog ran off into the woods after the accident. But she's thankfully found by a member of the sheriff's team. There we go. And by the way, Sheriff Ron Bruce has just an okay white broom mustache. I would say it's a 6. He's for sure a cop, if not a sheriff. Yeah. If you see him in town, sans uniform, you know that he's somehow involved with the police. Yeah. It's just mustache wasn't spectacular. It wasn't anything to write home about, but it was okay. So a deputy of the sheriff's office noticed that the current wasn't strong and wondered how Leslie's body floated so far. How far was it? No, we're going to find out later how far it went. Okay. So, meanwhile, the sheriff talked to the homeowners, Mr. and Mrs. Justin Sparks, who helped Fred, and they said Fred seemed frantic one minute and calm the next, and his vibe was all off. He gave them the ick, or as the sheriff says, a little tickling on the back of their necks. They felt uncomfortable. And Mr. Justin Sparks said that Fred had initially sent him to look too far downstream, which is the same thing he did to the EMS responder, kind of sent them in the wrong direction. But maybe he was just confused. I feel like it would be easy to get confused, even if you're familiar with the area in a stressful situation like that. Really easy. But I think sh- you would think that you'd already looked there. Right. So you're trying to push it further because you're like, no, I already looked. Yeah. And there but is the a chance that she got stuck under the tree and then came up later. So maybe he did actually check that area, but then she wasn't she had moved. able to be seen. Mm-hmm. The sheriff also got a weird vibe. His emotions seemed flat and rehearsed, he said of Fred. Andrea says, mm-hmm. is that fair, though? Everyone reacts to things differently, which is what we always say. 
for the last year of the six years we've been doing this podcast. Yeah, there you go. What we- the sheriff says, it's not fair, but it's realistic in my business. Okay. I think it's, I think it's like a polygraph is it can help you, it guide you, mm-hmm. but it shouldn't be what you base your whole case on, someone's reaction. No. And I think a gut check is just something you develop like in any yeah. job. So his gut check was like, huh? Yeah. Something's weird. He says the vibes were all wrong. He yeah. loves saying vibes. He says vibes like four times. He's a cool dad. Yeah. Cool granddad. <laughs> cool granddad. Cut to the commercial and Lester says, vibes are one thing, but investigators also think they have evidence. Do they? Unsure. Okay. That will be determined. Speaking of vibes, though, let's talk about Bombus. Yes. It's summertime, summer, summer, summertime. It's time to bombify your wardrobe. Yes. I will be saying the same thing in the fall because no matter what season your vibes are, Bombus is the vibe. Yeah. If someone's like, oh, cool vibe, Bombus. Just take off your shoe and show the name across the toe. Show them your underwear. Show Mm -hmm. them the tagless shirt that you're wearing. Yeah. Bombas makes the most thoughtfully designed items that will keep you feeling your best on the trail, at the park, in your own backyard, laying on your couch because you're too sweaty to go outside. When it's too hot to do anything and you don't want anything to touch your skin, but being naked is not socially appropriate in the community that you reside in because you do not reside in a nudist community. That's a shame. Bombus is perfect for that very situation. Yep. Their items are seamless and tagless and so soft. And you already have swamp butt and heat rash. You don't need tag itch too. No. You've got enough going on. Yeah. I basically just rotate my super soft Bombus shirts and underwear that feel like a second skin. And when I brave the heat to go for a walk after 9.30 p.m., which is when the temperature is low enough, I always wear my no-show socks because they're breathable, so my feet don't sweat. Yep. And Bombas has a 100% happiness guarantee, so you're covered for life. And just to clarify, that's not saying that you will be happy every second of your life, but you will be happy with your clothes at least. And that's more than a lot of people get. It really is just a happy feeling to put mm-hmm. on any item of Bombas. Mm-hmm. And Katie is going to tell you how to get some Bombas right now. Head over to bombas.com slash date dateline and use code date dateline for 20% off your first purchase. Woohoo! Yes. That's B O M B A S dot com slash date dateline and use code date dateline at checkout for 20% off. Bombas.com slash date dateline. Code date dateline. Bombas, 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 bombas. We are so grateful to you, Bombas, for continuing to sponsor this podcast. <laughs> Make your summer better with Bombas. Woohoo! So we see Andrea. She is at the bottom of the cliff, and we see a scrolling, panning shot. And that's when we can see the cliff for the first time, really. How scary it was right. that Andrea was standing up there. Yeah. And obviously, Leslie and Fred. Mm-hmm. And Gracie, the dog. I don't want the dog up there either. And I don't it's want anyone snowy. up there. Stop being on cliffs, people. Is it snowy at this time? There how- is patchy snow. But how is how much patchy is patchy? It's like a fourteen-year-old boy in his facial hair. Okay. Listen, this is what I'm going to say, people. Stop standing by cliffs. I guarantee you, you can go on Google and find the exact picture that you want to take. 
steal it, pretend it was yours. There's no crime because you were there also. You're not saying you were there and you weren't there. You were there. And then you can remember that view and then just not die. But they were both taking pictures in that spot. Yes. They were taking turns, taking pictures of each other. They did not know about selfies. No, but they have a real camera, like a legitimate camera, I think. I think you could still take a selfie with a real camera. I think it's harder. (laughs) Sometimes the buttons are awkward. I don't know. That's what the countdown is for. I'm just thinking both of them must have thought it was safe, right? If he was doing it as well. The term selfie might not even been coined then. Yeah, probably not. They must have both thought that it was safe enough to stand there. Yeah. So the first responder on the scene noticed that Leslie's body didn't look injured after falling 20 feet and landing on her head and shoulders. Her autopsy showed no broken bones. And Andrea says to the sheriff, every injury is different. And I kind of felt like the sheriff was going to be like, I know, Miss Canning, that you're trying to play devil's advocate, but she should have had head injuries facial fractures, and spinal trauma. She should have had a lot of things, I feel like, right? 20 feet. I'm, that's How far a, is 20 that's feet? two stories. Something. Yeah. Okay. Especially if she landed on her head and shoulders. Right. So then he calls her Andrea, the sheriff, but he's kind of folksy, so I wasn't that mad at it. Yeah, I'm not that mad. So he and Andrea go back to the scene, and this is in the winter of 2014 where there's a lot of snow on the ground. And again, I don't like it. They are on this tilted snowbank where one of North America's most beloved television personalities could just go tumbling. Yeah, or there could be a Squatch. Oh, or a Squatch could come out. I'm suspecting that that's what the dog saw. Gracie, did you see it? We need a pet psychic to come in. Squatch, watch. Gracie, did you see a sassy sasquatch? Mm -hmm. The sasquatch. Sasquatch. At the scene, they found trampled bushes, scuff marks, and Fred's broken glasses, which they feel like was evidence of a struggle. How did his glasses get broken and on the ground? And also, did he drive to Justin Sparks' house with no glasses on and find, climb down that mountain? They find the glasses at, at the, the on the cliff. On the cliff, not at her body. Correct. So the sheriff thinks they were fighting up there. She got away. She ran down to the creek and he followed her and caught her like a hare and a wolf. She was being hunted. He chased her into the creek and held her underwater to drown her. And that's why there are no real physical breaking of bones and things like that on her. And how his face got all scratched up because they were fighting. And how did his glasses get off? Like if his glasses got off lower where he was climbing down and then that would make more sense because he could have gotten scratched by bushes and that's how the glasses came off. They were broken at the top. I'm trying to think. I'm not sure how they would have. I could see, like, in your haste to do something. Like when that guy tore off his off. sleeves and said, I don't deserve sleeves. Right. He tore off his glasses. But no, like knocking them off and then stepping on them because they were pushed into the ground, which makes it seem like he stepped on them. Mm-hmm. So the, that also makes a little more sense now, knowing he didn't have his glasses, that he couldn't go to exactly the right place. 
Because yeah. if he couldn't see clearly, then it's all going to kind of look similar to him. Mm-hmm. It also makes sense why Justin drove him back, right? Mm-hmm. He went to a neighbor's and then the neighbor drove him. Yeah. Also uh-huh. probably because he was so upset. But he did drive there with no glasses. Yeah. Because, I mean, emergency. I mean. Yeah. So there were no footprints down where her body was. At least none of his that they found and were able to photograph because the rescuers were there. So the first rescuers on the scene didn't really take the time to notice if there were footprints down where her body was, which would have been his footprints from drowning her. But they were just too busy trying to pull her out of the water and revive her. So unfortunately, we don't know if he... Yeah. There's no real evidence that he was down there drowning her. Yeah. Sheriff's office goes to Texas to try to find out more dirt about Fred. No one will say anything bad about him. In Wall, Texas, they're hitting walls, which is Hmm. a good title. Yeah, that is good. Although it is confusing because they do have a cabin that's very far away from them. It's called, oh gosh, is that close together, Colorado and Texas? They're not. No, they're not close. Okay. I'm trying to figure out if they had to take a plane to get to their cabin. Oh, yeah. I think they did take a plane. I know they took a plane back in a private jet after she died. But because it said a friend hired them a private jet. That you could drive, though. It would be a road trip. But they were just doing a weekend trip. They definitely flew. Oh, no. It's like in the middle of Texas. No. That's too far. Yeah. They flew for a weekend, for Mm -hmm. sure. So the Colorado Bureau of Investigations takes on the case. They ask Fred to come and talk to them. He says it was a beautiful day and then it went to H-E double hockey sticks. He said when she fell, she was flailing in the air. So he had said swan dive earlier, which makes me think very graceful. But then he says she was flailing her arms and he's sort of imitating her flailing her arms and screaming. And then she hit the ground and stopped screaming. And he says, it was the best day of our lives until that accident. And Andrea in voiceover says, the best day of their lives? Because you know she's like, that's supposed to be the day your children are born. Yeah. No, I get that turn of expression because I generally, if I'm eating good food, I'll say it's the best thing I've ever eaten. And I probably (laughs) said it about a thousand times. But it also very quickly turns into the best day if I'm eating really good food that I like. It makes it the best day. Makes that the best day. It's just, it's just an expression. Saying. But, but what Andrea calls him on it. Which is is the flailing arms for 20 feet. You wouldn't. How did he see that? Like after she no, went over it would the be edge. Boom. Did he peer over the edge and watch her in slow motion? He falling? said he tried to get to her. He says yeah. that he tried to get to her. But it, you still wouldn't get there in time because 20 feet is far, but it's not that far. You'd be right. just gone. You'd fall fairly flat quickly he said it happened in slow motion but i can't imagine he got to the edge fast enough to maybe if i he honestly was only don't standing think, six feet away from her i don't think he just took a couple steps forward i don't think he'd see her hit i don't know if he'd see her hit but later they call into question that he actually saw her hit so okay. he says their marriage was wonderful they weren't growing apart after 27 years they were looking forward to retirement she was more beautiful than ever as she got older and then he says as if you thought the kids were making it up earlier he says we had a very well it's probably none of your business but we had a very active sex life 
And if you did a good autopsy, you would know that. We made love that morning. I didn't. I don't know why the investigator felt the need to ask him, what did you mean by that? What do you think he means by that? Yeah. You don't need to ask him that because he clearly wanted to kind of leave it there. Yeah. Yeah. So the scratches were from trying to find her. That's what he says. He says, go look under her fingernails and see if there's something missing that came off my face. That's He's getting very sarcastic at this point, but also did they check under her fingernails? 100%. That was... I wrote it down. We have no answer to that if they checked under her fingernails. Because was the investigator at that point sitting there going, oh, shoot. She's got us. He didn't check under her fingernails. Should have checked. Can we exhume her body? Mm -hmm. So he says, there was no altercation. Write it down. He says, I'm sorry to be a crude open book, which I love that because all he said was we made love, but that was crude. It was too much for him. Too crude. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A few years pass, but they are still looking. Law enforcement has not given up. The sheriff keeps her photo in his office and he talks to her. He says, Leslie, we're going to make this right. He talks to her a lot. What is the murder How many murders? I think this is his only murder in this town. That's why he's so invested. Okay. I'm sure there are like New York City cops who have a lot of murders who still have one that haunts them. And this is that one for him. So law enforcement doesn't think her body could have floated. But this isn't deemed a murder yet, right? Right. It's just a case that has gotten under his skin. Did the medical examiner come back already? Actually, they never tell us what they They never tell us what the... Yeah. Yeah, okay. So they didn't think that her body could have floated 150 feet and down three waterfalls. So now we are learning that she did travel very far in that water current. So they bring in water flow experts, which I did not know was a job. Oh, yeah. But it totally makes sense that it's a job. Yeah. They dress up a woman in similar clothes and they put this poor lady on the rocks where Leslie landed and... The water is barely touching her body, not enough to get her to slide down into the current. So they push her, the poor lady, and she just kind of floats there. It doesn't move. So they keep just pushing her slowly like a car in neutral that has a flat tire. They just keep pushing this poor lady down these waterfalls strapped in with harnesses, trying to get her to the bottom to prove that the water could have carried Leslie's body that far. It's not working. So, Well, how do you know that that's as fast as it was running that day? Exactly. So they go down to the very bottom pool where Leslie was found, and they have this lady float because Leslie's body was found floating. They put her in a snorkel mask, and she barely moves. Again, she's not floating to where that tree was or anything. So they try, then they try this all again with a mannequin. And the lady is like, you couldn't have done this all with a mannequin right. first. We couldn't, have start, we couldn't have started with the mannequin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thanks, guys. My hands are all pruny now. So the mannequin sinks instead of floats, which they think proves something. But I think that's just a matter of buoyancy Kimberly. of a person versus... Kimberly. A mannequin's made of not human material. Yeah. A mannequin does nothing. So I don't think that proves anything. Also, what's the weight of a mannequin? How much does a mannequin weigh? Because do they weight the mannequin to the the weight of a woman? Right. What are we doing? Did What kind of jacket did she have on? Did she have on a down parka? Like all of this makes a difference, right? Right. 
I'd like to say that the amount of thought that goes into car companies testing female dummies to see what happens to female passengers, side note, they just started doing that. That's how much thought has gone into this experiment. Do they have child ones? Yes. They care about the children. They don't care about the ladies and our boobs messing up the seatbelt. They don't care. They really didn't do it for a very long time, and some, I think, still don't. So it is just not the greatest test, and even we can see that, so we know how this is going to go in trial. So they think, well, why did they, they're like pushing the mannequin, the water isn't enough to carry the mannequin, and then we see the creepiest close-up of the mannequin head underwater, like, new head, why are you drowning? It's the DA that they have enough to bring charges. He is not enthused about pressing charges, which breaks the sheriff's heart. More time passes. Because it's not a good case. It's not a I good case. I feel really bad for Sheriff Bruce because he's trying his best, but both of those tests were whack. Yeah. Okay. It was whack. I don't know so, how and, else to describe the it. They were bad. It was who bad. says the vibe is just whack. The vibe sheriff. is Maybe whack. he'll understand it. This 80-year-old man will understand it if we talk to him that way. Okay. The vibe is whack mm-hmm. with your tests. So the sheriff thinks that Fred thought he was going to get a bumbling buffoon of a sheriff and he'd get away with it. I feel like the sheriff is projecting a lot of this big city rich guy energy yeah. onto Fred because Fred is rich. Oh, um, I hate to no say that. Do you else, think that's it? No one else seems to have that impression of Fred. By all accounts, he was a nice guy. Like none of his no business associates come on and say he was like that. Maybe there are and Datelight just didn't include them, but... Everyone, they went to Texas and no one would say a bad thing about him. But the sheriff says that the sheriff feels very personally that he chose Cottonwood Creek thinking he'll get a bumbling sheriff who won't be able to, won't be on to him and he'll get away with it. I think that's your own insecurities What's talking What's going sheriff. on with the... Sheriff, yeah. did someone make you feel small? And Several who did times. that, sheriff? So something's going on. Who? It's a colleague of some sort. Okay. It's a tall man like Fred. Is it the DA? Who wore cable who d- sweaters. Into your ca- yeah. He had a Fred bully in high school. Mm-hmm. And that has tainted him Well, for something is up. Because it is like up until this point still, I'm like, what, what are you doing? <laughs> this is a real – I understand that something seems – Amiss. I agree amiss. something seems amiss. But you do but really have to be looking for it. We watch a lot of Datelines. This is not as cut and dry as no, it's not. a lot of the ones we've seen. I still think something is shady, but I don't think you have enough to take it to trial right now, no. personally. No. So, And the mannequin is weird. The mannequin proved nothing. And the mannequin was creepy. It was a bad idea. It looked like a mannequin from like Macy's. Yeah. It did. They went and so, he said, can I buy that mannequin? It looks like we were watching Mannequin 3, starring Andrew McCarthy and, and Daryl And Sheriff Hannah. Bruce. Sure, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> so Mannequin 3, sheriff- Murder on the Falls. There we go. That's it. I would watch that movie. Falling though. for anything. Falling in love. Mm-hmm. So Sheriff thinks that Fred is... Sorry, I already said that. I got very distracted. Andrea says, what do you say to people who think... Which is Dateline's way of shading someone right to their face. It's my favorite. They pose it as a hypothetical. Yeah, but it's not. Sheriff, what do you think of people who think that you're a small town sheriff who had tunnel vision? 
and you focused on this rich outsider like a dog with a bone, like Gracie chasing after Sasquatch. Mm -hmm. And he says, I think I've got thick skin. That's not a, I don't exactly think, a defense. I also to, don't think that's true. Saying that makes me think the opposite. You saying yeah, you have thick skin makes me say, yeah. mm, I actually think you might be pretty sensitive. Yeah. But also that doesn't answer the question of did you just focus in on this rich outsider? So Fred, apparent, the kids are trying to move on. They're growing up. They were all like teenagers, college age, late teens, college age. And they're growing up. Fred is depressed for a long time. Then he meets Wendy. And he is in, now in love again. He, she brings him out of a dark place. He marries her two years after Leslie died. Two and a half years after Leslie died. A new DA comes into office who is more interested in this case. And the Why? sheriff convinces him, some unknown, okay. the sheriff and his average mustache convinces him to, I'm, I like the sheriff. I'm just, I like him. The sheriff convinces him to assemble a new team to look at the case. And they do some investigating. They feel like Fred's story doesn't match up with the evidence of which there is very little. So... Three and a half years. What evidence? After Sorry, yeah. what evidence doesn't match up to what Fred is saying? Which part? I don't know. The broken glasses okay. are kind of a question mark for me. And it's really the, the body. Her, the body f traveling so far and having no broken bones. Yes, yeah, that's the one. Mm -hmm. So three and a half years after the accident, they arrest Fred. And he says, I can't believe you people are taking this seriously. And the sheriff probably said, you people, what do you mean by you people? Mm -hmm. Small town bumpkin sheriffs. Sheriff said, as they're arresting him, Leslie, we're going to make this right. I think he talks to Leslie a lot. The kids think this is a huge mistake. They are mad that they didn't know this investigation was going on this whole time. They had thought they had dropped it. They don't have to tell you, though. There's, that's why they do a surprise element. The kids, the, by the way, are our biggest interview. Biggest interview, the middle daughter interrupts the son every time he talks yeah. and mumbles these things that they keep having to put little dashes in the subtitles yeah. because she does these like little insertions that you can only half hear. And sometimes it's really, but nobody seems to mind. They seem to really like each other. No. They're very sweet. They're listening to each other. It's definitely a hierarchy. Amanda, the yeah. oldest, and nobody yeah. interrupts her. And then it's yeah. Ariel, the middle, and Alex, the youngest. And Alex is also a ginger. I'm surprised yes. you have not mentioned it. Yeah. I love a ginger. He's so cute. And they're yeah. AAA. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's cute. So the trial starts in 2013. Everyone in the courtroom is on Fred's side, even Leslie's family, which is exactly what would happen if you had a wedding where the groom was Small's cat food and the bride or second groom or second bride, whichever, was generic cat food. Everyone would sit on Small's side. Oh, yeah. And there would be a sign that says, we don't believe in taking sides. Sit wherever you'd like. And everyone would still sit on Small's side. It would say, quality cats here. <laughs> and that's where you would be. Janky, tasteless yeah. cats on this side. Ragamuffins uh -huh. to the right. It's no secret that the cats in my household are the V.I. K's very important kitties and that's why I am so beyond glad that I have found the very best food for them and that food is smalls my cat's old food would stink salmon ocean tuna trout stripe supreme smells exactly like it sounds fishy oh my god <laughs> super 
fishy. And who wants their entire kitchen to stink for an hour just because you were trying to feed your fur balls? And speaking of fishy, that's why you need to try Smalls. Smalls takes a different approach to cat food. Not that fishy, what exactly is in this? Smalls is cooked gently, just like the food would be cooked in your own kitchen. And they work with leading cat nutritionists to create recipes that are exactly what your little furball craves and needs. And my cats love the ground cow and the smooth bird. Those are the two favorites in my household right now. Mm. And the best thing is I know exactly what's in those foods. Small's cat food is protein-packed. The recipes are made with preservative-free ingredients that you find in your fridge, and I can actually recognize the ingredients in a packet of Small's cat food. And it's delivered right to your door. It's the best of all the worlds. Incredible. After making the switch to Small's, 78% of cat owners reported their cats had shinier and softer fur. Check. And 90% reported overall health improvements. And that's a huge deal. And now I am a part of these percentages. I have noticed a much less stinky litter box in the case of my handsome Bruce, not to be confused with Sheriff Bruce. And (laughs) also, Brunhilde's hair is a lot smoother now. She has sort of patchy, she's an older kitty, and she gets sort of patchy, patchy, chunky, yeah, like patchy snow. But her hair has been so shiny lately that actually Oliver noticed it. And I said, I think it's Smalls. I think it's Smalls. I got really excited. That's awesome. I know. The team at Smalls is so confident that your cat will love their product that you can try it risk-free. That means they will refund you if your cat won't eat their food. But trust me. That's awesome. They will. My cats are the VIKs or VIPs of my household family, so I am proud to feed them food that I can trust. Remember, higher quality ingredients means a healthier and happier life for your cat. So head to smalls.com forward slash date dateline and use promo code date dateline at checkout for 50% off your first order. Whoa. Plus free shipping. That's the best offer you'll find, but you have to use our code DATEDATELINE for 50% off your first order. That's promo code DATEDATELINE for 50% off your first order plus free shipping from Smalls. It's a Smalls world after all, so be sure to feed your kitty the best. Thank you, Smalls. Thank you, Smalls. Speaking of delicious food, but something that I would actually eat, HelloFresh. HelloFresh sends farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your door, and they have you covered for summer and for fall. It's already the end of summer for some people, for some parents are having that dreaded, oh my God, they're going back to school, or that relief, oh my God, they're going back to school. I think you're conflicted emotionally. I think your emotions are torn. You're probably very stressed out. I think it depends on the grade. It maybe Mm -hmm. depends on the attitude of your child. You don't have to be stressed about dinner, though, because HelloFresh has 40 chef-crafted recipes to choose from every week. Family meals, fit and wholesome meals, vegetarian, pescatarian. There's something for everybody. Some of them are so quick, like 15 minutes. Wow. And you have enough back-to-school shopping and planning to do. You're probably busy buying trapper keepers and three-hole lined paper as tall as your house. Yep. Let HelloFresh get the groceries for you. Get the snacks, get the breakfasts, get the lunches, get the desserts. 
They have everything except for Trapper Keepers. <laughs> HelloFresh is 25% cheaper than takeout and less expensive than grocery shopping as well. And it's so easy because they send you the pre-portioned ingredients with the recipe. Yes. I tend to eat a lot lighter and less hot food in the summer because of the sweatiness. Yeah. So I just made the such good salads. One was for dinner. It was an Italian kale, chickpea, and couscous salad. It was so good, so filling. It didn't feel salady, if you know what I mean. I do. And then for lunch, 10-minute lunch, Greek tortelloni salad with feta cheese. Yes. And you know I'm obsessed with feta. Yes. Nothing could be feta than feta. Nothing could be feta from a lie that you love feta. <laughs> Sorry. Feta <laughs> from the truth. Never mind. I'm obsessed. I got it. I'm obsessed with feta. Mm -hmm. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 50Dateline and use code 50Dateline for 50% 50 off plus free shipping. Again, that's HelloFresh.com slash 50Dateline and use code 50Dateline for 50% 50 off plus free shipping. HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. They've also been a really loyal sponsor to this podcast. And a great way to show them some thanks is by getting this deal and get your late summer beginning of fall needs met. And get some really good food. Happy in your belly. Happy in your belly. Feel good food too. Thank you, HelloFresh. Thank you, HelloFresh. adore you. So the prosecution starts the trial by saying two people went on a hike, only one came back. It was a Thunderdome cliff. Are we going to talk about this prosecution team? Yeah. What do you want to say? I don't know what to say. I don't know what to These say. These two men. Yeah. I didn't... Who are they? Are they a team? Yeah. We don't normally see prosecution teams. We do all the time. No, but not like where they seem to be equal partners. Uh, it doesn't seem like one's the lead right. attorney, like the head prosecutor, and one's yeah. the assistant. I think the one on whatever. the left talked more. He did. So I think he was more in charge. Yeah. It was just interesting. It seemed like from the beginning that it was a dynamic duo. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's two prosecutors, not one. Okay. I feel like we see multiples much more on the defense team. We'll see a defense team, so we'll see multiple lawyers, mm -hmm. and in the prosecution, we see one. So this was kind of the opposite of that. It was odd. I could see Anyways. that. Multiple people who will work for the district attorney. So whoever chairs, and then there would be like second chair. I've been watching a lot of Law & Order. This was like a chair and one A chair. It was. That, that's what I'm saying is this seem rare. Yeah. A team of two prosecutors normally. Yeah. That's not. That's defense. So. I like it. The homeowners, Mrs. Justin Sparks, Jordan. Let's call her Jordan. Her name's Jennifer. Jennifer. Mm -hmm. Testifies that Fred wasn't emotional. And she told her husband, Mr. Justin Sparks, something's not right. Be careful. She got bad vibes right away. The vibes were off. Justin says he was crying with no tears. He would be very upset and then would be acting like we were on a buddy road trip. And I don't know what that means. Was Fred singing along to the radio? Or did he eat a lot of Gardettos? What made it feel like a road trip? But I can picture it. And that's weird. I could also picture him just being weird. Yeah, he might just Because be what in the world do you do? And if... Okay, I don't know if Justin's a talker, but if that's not a car ride, that I need to be in silence, I don't think. Right. Or maybe I would tell you, but 
if Justin I'd be making can't, dumb jokes to distract him. I no, I might. Yeah, something you might be trying. And if Justin's just sort of sitting there going, "Yep, all right." If he's a king, if he's a Hank Hill, mm-hmm. you know that's not great in this situation. So maybe. He's just like trying to talk, so he's not thinking about. Oh my God, my wife is dead. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's kind of it's a rough one for yeah. me. Yeah. Also, if you get in and the radio is on, do you turn the radio off in that situation? If you're yeah. driving someone, yes. it feels appropriate yes. to turn it off because turn it off. What if like anything a comes old on? Christina Aguilera song comes on. That doesn't feel anything. appropriate. Anything. I can't think of one song that does feel appropriate. I'm sure Taylor Swift has a song for it. She has a song called Jump Then Fall. It's probably too appropriate. I would not want to hear any music. Nothing is okay for this. No. Talk radio. What if yesterday comes on? (laughs) No. All of this is what bad. About like no, you don't want to hear someone being super poppy on the radio like, oh, I'm a shock jock. (laughs) This is. You entered the dog pound. Woof, 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 woof. Yeah. Welcome, Beagle fans. Yeah, no, get out of here. So the prosecutors want to take the jury up to see the area. Great. Let's have more people die. Fabulous. Why? But it's, well, they feel like they just won't, once they see it, they will get that his story doesn't make sense. So they can't, though. They're not allowed because it's too snowy. It's too dangerous. The first responder testifies that there was no blood on Leslie's body. There were no tears on her coat. It was pristine. All of this very strange for a 20-foot fall. The pathologist also says there were no injuries consistent with a fall. There are also... So how did she die? Exactly. Did the autopsy show that she drowned? We don't know that. This is really frustrating. Did she drown? Were there marks on her neck? Was there petechia in her eyes? All of these things we kind of need to know, What was the cause of death? Oh, this is very frustrating. So there are also no fibers, blood, or hair found on the rock that she landed on. And they would think there would at least be blood or something on the hair. They show the jury the mannequin videos that are just creepy and don't really prove anything else. The water flow expert says nothing water-wise could have gotten her to that position. I like the word water-wise. The coroner... Yeah. Oh, she seemed very definite, yeah. too. Nothing... Wa- she was project- projecting fully. Nothing water-wise mm-hmm. would have caused her to be in that position. The coroner, who is different than the pathologist, has a ponytail and is wearing a bolo tie, and he says that Leslie was wearing gloves with nubbins on them. He keeps saying the word nubbins. I can't deal with nubbins. I don't. Nubbins is the name of a like a pet hamster. (laughs) Come here, nubbins. (laughs) Or like a British pet hamster. Nubbins, I love you. I feel like Dennis has said nubbins, but I think I'm thinking of when he said num nums or something. Yeah, you're thinking of something nom nom. Nom nom. So what did he say when he was talking about snacks? It was very funny. Snackums. Is nubbins a real word or is that just his word for the grippies on the gloves? I think it's a real word. For the little dots on gloves, right? And he says, those are more likely to have made the scratches on Fred's face than bushes. Also, obviously it doesn't matter about checking her fingernails because she had gloves on. There you go. That's our answer. So I don't think nubbins are making scratches. I don't think so, but this guy and his bolo tie seem pretty sure. But to me- This guy and his bolo tie was a great witness because of his bolo bolo tie. tie and the ponytail. Mm -hmm. But 
I don't know. I'd need to look at the nubbins. How sharp are those nubbins? They're not sharp. Don't you have grippy gloves? Yeah, they're very flat plastic. Think but, about grippy on the bottom of socks. Yeah, I but they're not meant to be sharp because you're touching I things know. like a phone. I don't understand. You're being bamboozled by the bolo. I am. Yeah. <laughs> this is Bolo-zoed. the bolo bamboozle. Uh-huh. So there is an objection and the jury has to disregard it about the nubbins. But no jury ever really disregards things because they're humans. They're not robots. You can't just erase something that just went in your brain. So if I was a lawyer, I would constantly get objections and just be like, and he was sleeping with his sister. And they'd be like, objection. And I'd be like, fine, the jury can disregard it. But they won't. And then I'd get in trouble. I'd constantly be, I'd be like, chambers, Kimberly Chambers. And I'd constantly be getting fined or whatever. Because I would just... No, you would not... You would be disbarred. But I would have a hell of a ride. The jury is never... They just, You can't. You're a human being. You can't disregard something shocking that you've just heard. Like about nubbins. And then if you, and then you're in a jury and everyone's like, remember, we can't talk about the nubbins. The nubbins thing never happened. Forget the nubbins, Forget George. Forget nubbins. George, stop bringing up the nubbins. It never happened. Also, maybe they fell asleep during that guy's testimony because he does remind me of Sam Elliott, the actor who has yeah. that kind of low rumbly voice. Yeah. I think you just go night. You just yeah, go to sleep. Yeah, sleepy time. Yeah. Like this, that's it for mm-hmm. me. Thank you. It's like human mel- melatonin. Mm-hmm. So prosecutors aren't allowed to tell how the murder happened with the fighting and him chasing her because it's all conjecture. I kind of thought they were allowed to just conjecture whatever they wanted for a theory, but apparently not. I'm sure Law will explain it Hmm. to me. What was his motive? Yeah. Fred had told a friend that the marriage had grown stale and he had a wandering eye and his eye had wandered to here. Andrea tells us, his pretty young assistant, Jeannie. There's always a Jeannie. Jeannie said that Fred texted her a lot outside of work. Now, were these texts sexual in nature? I don't think so, but it just made her uncomfortable because it was a lot of texting. And he had mentioned to her that his and Leslie's marriage had grown apart. Get a divorce. Isn't that enough to kill her? I don't know. And also, that's was your smoking... Was he also smoking- just being an idiot? Yeah, you're... It sounds sp- like he was just being an idiot. Yeah. That's your smoking mistress, Jeannie? Yeah, that's bad. The defense comes back hard. The first responder testifies that Justin Sparks started making accusatory comments while they were still trying to revive Leslie. I never trusted that SOB. That's what Justin said as they're trying to get Leslie to breathe. And they're like, not now, Justin Sparks. What's going on with just, he wasn't. He, his wife put something in his head that Fred was acting weird. Or maybe they both are just a suspicious natured couple that watches a lot of Dateline. And they would have been waiting to insert themselves into a crime like this. And I would be doing the same thing. I would be a terrible witness because I'd be like, I don't trust him. Why does everyone else seem to like him, but everyone in this town doesn't trust him? I know. What's going on? I don't, it feels weird. It maybe it feels a little bit like that episode where they had that shooting over the fence lines in Montana. And it's like a lot yes. of like, he's a newcomer to this area. Oh my gosh. But like, oh, that's his second home. We only talk to people where it's their only home. Where this is our actual home. Yeah. This is not our vacation getaway. We could be projecting a lot of this. But 
We got it from the sheriff. But I would like to know what Justin's deal is with him. Why yeah. he thought I never trusted that SOB. Mm-hmm. What, why? Justin's- Did he hit on Jennifer? Right. Why, why do you not trust him? Justin give us any reason. started the toxic gossip train. And yes, he it did. Choo chewed all around the town. So and got into and pulled into the sheriff Bruce station where mm-hmm. it sits to this day. Mm-hmm. He's the Ugh. conductor. Yeah. So the first responder said that Fred to him was acting totally appropriately. Now the first responder had also said her injuries did not match a fall, but he still thought that Fred was acting appropriately for the situation. And then. Werner Spitz testifies. How many times has this man been on the stand? I know. Thousands. It's also Also, how you know he's rich. So there you go. Yeah. Also, Henry Lee. Who could have seen that coming? Me. Called it. What are you talking about? I've been saying he's shady forever. I don't know what you're talking about. He got in trouble for falsifying evidence that has kept a man in jail for like 20 years. And now they might have to look at all of his past cases. No. Yup. What case? I don't know. But I'm sure it matters to the guy who's in jail. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it does. All of these celebra pathologists, Uh they're like influencer pathologists, Uh are all shady Uh to me. And anyone that testified in the OJ trial is shady to me. That's actually correct. Valid. (laughs) Yeah. So... He says, Werner Spitz says, there were some injuries on her that could have been from the fall, bruising on her hand. But I feel like the bruising on her hand could also be from a fight, a struggle with her husband. So I feel like that goes either way. Yeah. And there was a small skull fracture that only he sees. And they blow up the x-ray. And apparently he's the only guy that saw this tiny skull fracture. But do you see it? Yeah, it's like a little indent. No, it's not. The bone is sticking out. No, to me it looked more just like a boop. Okay, when the spine is supposed to be... It goes... (laughs) There is a full chunk out of that spine. Well, no one else saw it but him. That's why he's Werner Spitz. Yeah, could be. Is Werner Spitz in trouble? Do we like Werner Spitz? We don't know. I don't... Jury's out. I'm telling you, I don't trust any of them. I don't trust that Michael Bolton guy. I know that's not his last Steel name. Bones. The one, yeah, uh-huh. the one that was in our last couple oh, episodes about, ago. Yeah, I I still don't remember his name. Yeah, mm-hmm. the glamour shots. He's very famous too. He's I very don't know famous. how we hadn't heard of him. Now I see him popping up all the time. Will he be at CrimeCon? I think he might be at CrimeCon. Okay, and I was, it's one of those things that everyone was like, "How have you not heard of him?" I thought, I don't know. Maybe I just, he's been on Datelines. We've covered, I think. And I just didn't, I still don't remember his last name. Hmm. Sorry. He's my John Lewin. So Warner Spitz says he would have ruled it an accident. Then a veteran ER doctor takes the stand and says he wouldn't, you can't rule out a fall here. There's nothing that would rule out a fall. Then an expert hydrologist which is a water expert, takes the stand, who has been measuring water flows for 40 years. Hmm. Imagine loving water that much. I do love water. He says water in the mountains changes constantly, and that year was a high water year because of the snowfall. And the tests were done during the summer when there's less water and in a different year. So Andrea says 
the tests didn't hold water at all. Oh, Andrea. Good job, Andrea. So the defense grills one of the people who did these mannequin tests. Unfortunately, this guy looks a bit sweaty in his forehead hair area, which makes him look like he's lying or that he's been caught red-handed. Because the mannequin tests were whack. They were the vibe was whack, and, and he knows it. So and he's sweat stressed on his brow. out. Wouldn't you? I would be so stressed out if I had done that mannequin test. They should put test. a fan. If I was defense, I would put a fan under the witness box in there so that none of my witnesses look sweaty because it instantly makes you look guilty. What if you had the flu? I know, and I'm a sweaty person, so I probably always look guilty of something because I'm always no. sweaty. So they ask him, did you make the mannequin fall? And he says, no, that's my precious mannequin. That's Judy. What are you talking about? I would never hurt Judy. They say, well, how could you uh, expect to get the same results if Leslie fell? There would be kinetic energy movement that builds up from a fall where you're just placing a mannequin there. So it's not going to move in the water the same way. Then a canine behavior expert who has a southern accent, says she's analyzing the photo of Leslie and the dog that was taken right before she Mm -hmm. fell. And she says, that dog is under stress. That dog is pushing back from Mrs. Muller. She's trying to control him with an ear pinch, and he's looking off in the other direction. First of all, ma'am, you're misgendering the dog. That is Gracie, a female-identifying dog. And I did not see an ear pinch. I saw Leslie holding a wiggly puppy, and the angle looks like her hand is on her ear. But I don't think it, she was pinching I think it. it's clamp is the more appropriate term. She's clamping the ear. I didn't even see that. And I don't even know if that dog looks stressed from one photograph. It is that hard to tell. That dog looks like it's on the move. For sure. It looks energetic. That looks, looks like a like very energetic The minute you let puppy. that dog go, it's going after something. So yeah, I, that, that I agree with. Leslie's family takes the stand. They all support Fred. Leslie's mom says that Fred was never abusive. The kids take the stand. They say their parents used to walk to the pond every night to watch the sunset. I thought that this was very smart to just backload at the end and just have friends her entire family all his family everybody come in that's smart yeah even the assistant genie who was getting the texts said that they were super affectionate that they would kiss in the office they were just affectionate people the jury takes three days and they finally come back and they are deadlocked there we go the judge offers them lunch and asks them to try again No cafeteria soup and salad bar is making me put someone in prison, sir, if I'm not sure about it. I don't care if they have that good ice and a large variety of fountain drinks. No, takeout lunch. Maybe a food truck? I think that's why they were getting offered lunch. It wasn't the courthouse lunch. It was special lunch. We'll get you... El Pollo Loco. Antonio's Italian eatery in town something they say no thank you no guac can buy me off yep we're still at a you know impasse and the judge declares a mistrial now it turns out they were very close they were 11 out of 12 for not guilty 
I'm not surprised. So the sheriff is almost in tears, and he says, how did they miss what we are trying to say? Because it's not clear, man. I don't think you even know what you're trying to say. He's so blinded that it was hard to watch. Yeah. He's just, it's the perfect definition of a tunnel vision. Yeah. Where he's just positive that he killed her with no proof. Now, Fred gets out on bond, and the family is so excited. They have their dad back, at least for a while. They beg the prosecutors to not retry him, and they are considering it. Then the judge throws out the first-degree murder charge because he doesn't believe there's enough for premeditation. So they could still charge him for second-degree murder. And they're debating. Okay. They talk with the jurors. They hear from the jurors that actually the jurors did feel like Fred wasn't telling the truth, but they just couldn't vote guilty, which I don't understand. If you think he's lying about the accident, then he probably murdered her. Unless there's some other weird way that it was an accident that you were too embarrassed to tell, like you were having sex and she fell. I don't know. I think they also have a reasonable doubt is the bigger issue, that they think something's off, but they don't know what. And you can't- Or they felt like they didn't prove it. But you can't convict him based on something's off with him. The vibe check is not enough. You cannot convict on vibe. Right. So that should be a shirt. I'm writing it down. It's an important fact that we shouldn't forget. What if I go to jury duty selection and I'm wearing a shirt that says you cannot convict on vibe? Would you I, wouldn't get I picked. I wouldn't get picked, yeah. You wouldn't get picked. Do you think just hosting this podcast would be to get me out of jury duty? Yes. Like the minute that you said you did something with true crime, they'd be like, bye. Yeah, probably. I kind of want to yeah. be on a jury, but only an interesting one. And you Well, then just decide. say you have a podcast and then hope they don't ask you any <laughs> follow-up questions. But probably the first thing they would ask you is, oh, is it a true crime podcast? And you'd have to say Uh yes. So the prosecutors decide to go for a new trial for the second degree murder charge. It feels like a grim Groundhog Day, Andrea says, which is the sequel where everyone realizes how creepy Bill Murray is in the first movie. Oh. So they go to- Hey, hold, 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 hold. Were you surprised they went to a second trial? Yeah, I thought they were going to drop it. I thought so too. And then I looked at the time. Yeah. (laughs) I saw the time. Yeah. But it's a lot of money to do this. It is. And you had 11 out of 12 not guilty last time. I would not do that. Yeah. That's... And the whole family is begging you not to. Oh, again, the family is coming Even Leslie's parents. And saying, please don't. Usually they say, well, we're doing this for the parents. But I mean, yeah. Well, I think that's why Sheriff... Sheriff Bruce kept just saying, I'm doing this for Leslie. Yep, I'm doing this for Leslie. She still deserves justice. Zero other support yeah. from her entire family yep. to do this. So this neighbor, Mrs. Sparks. Jennifer. Jennifer says, Fred was squatting down and petting her dog, which is a new detail, which is, she felt like, like that seems way too calm. Your wife just fell. You are trying to get your husband to go look and call 911 and go look for the wife and you are stopping to pet the dog now would i stop and pet the dog probably but maybe no. not it might even be too much for me in that can situation. i be honest this is a weird detail to remember and feels like this is the kind of thing that you have combined two days together mm-hmm. where you're like oh my gosh he pet the dog that day but it actually wasn't that day right It was a different day. And if I was the defense team, you better believe I would be calling her on that. 
But I don't hard. think they ever met him again. They never met him? Uh, no. Before? That was the first time they ever met? Yeah. He just went to the first house. And then they never saw him after that? No, he left town. After he met with the police, he left like a day or two later. Unless they brought him a casserole or something, he never saw them again. I still feel like it's a weird thing to remember so much later. Yeah, it seems strange to remember it later, but... It's too strange it's for me. Very But the people shady. in this trial don't know that, do they? They don't know that she's just having this memory No, now. they don't know what was said in the first trial. Okay. In fact, huh. the trial was moved to another location. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so it's huh. a totally different pool of jurors. Okay. So... Again, expensive. Yeah. Once again, they can't bring the jury to the scene, which, again, is dangerous. Don't do that. The state's new expert says there's no evidence of a 20-foot fall on her x-rays, which all of their old experts were saying the same thing. There's no evidence that she fell 20 feet. Fred has a new defense lawyer, Pamela Mackey, who defended Kobe Bryant. She says they don't know the why or the how. What, like, why are we here? They don't know the why. They don't know the how. They don't know anything. This is all hogwash. So a biomechanics engineer says that the mannequin testing, you can't even call that testing. Correct. You can't even call it to The dummy won't float or sink the way a human would. That's not the dummy that you would use for this. None of those experiments are accurate. Hogwash. It is. And then a memory expert says, this guy I would be very interested. He says stressful situations can play tricks with memories. And he plays a game of memory on the screen with the jury, which would be so fun. Their point with that is maybe when he said he saw her hit the rock, that never happened. But he was just piecing together, finding her in the water and seeing her fall and imagined that part of it. Well, also because his actual words are, I have them here. It just happened in slow motion in front of me. She falls forward. And I remember launching forward to try to get her, but I was probably five, six, seven feet from her. It looked to me like she just did a swan dive and lands on the rocks right by the water and just like head and shoulders and crumples and just slides into mush into the water. So... Head and shoulders makes is going right into what he's saying where she's crumpled into the water mm -hmm. is the next part of that sentence, which makes me think her head and shoulders are off the rocks into the water and she's going into the water. Oh, see, I thought crumpled was a verb and not a adjective in mm -hmm. that she landed and then her body crumpled into the water head and shoulders and just crumples and just slides like mush into the little channel and I'm screaming her name. Right, so she wasn't crumpled, she was crumples into the water. Crumples. And just crumples and just... Mush. Not. Yeah. Also, I forgot that. That was a really important part where he says he would have jumped in, I should have jumped in after her. Yeah. He does do a lot of these, I should have done this. I should have done, done a lot of things different. Especially that's it. in the second interview, he comes in and the first thing out of his mouth is when he sits down, he's like, yeah, I think about that day. There's so many things that I think I should have done. Mm -hmm. That to me feels very realistic for an innocent person because that's what you would do to yourself. Mm -hmm. You would just think of all the ways that maybe you could have changed the outcome of what happened here. Mm -hmm. So that to me bodes well for him. Although I feel like we've seen people who have done it be like, 
I could have saved her. Why didn't I save her? I haven't seen someone do it in this way, in the way that he did it, in the way that he said it. It felt realistic, and it felt realistic in the second interview of just, like, coming in, because he didn't know he was about to get ambushed in the second interview. Mm-hmm. And so he was just coming in, and he's like, yeah, I'll, talk, I'll walk through it again. There's so many things I should have done different. Mm-hmm. Like, sort of immediately putting it out there that he wishes. Yeah, he could, he's not painting you know, himself as the hero. At all. Yeah. So the family takes the stand again to support him. Leslie's mother says she thinks he's great. And then she says he's a wonderful salesman. He could sell anything to anybody. And so the prosecution uses her own words in their closing. And they say he tried to sell everyone a story. He tried to sell the police a story. Just, you know, she said he's a good salesman. And she probably feels really badly because her words are getting twisted. The jury sits down with Andrea And one says, you either have to believe the crazy story A, where she falls over a cliff and down three waterfalls, or crazy story B, where Fred, who has no history of violence, drowns her. They're both crazy. Which one Hmm. do you go with? And Andrea says, show of hands, who thinks Fred is, who believes Fred's story? And no one raises their hand. So they all think he's lying. But does that mean he's guilty? Can he be a liar but not a murderer? Or maybe they just, again, like we said, they have reasonable doubt still. So there there be an instance that happened in which he didn't, it was still an accident, but he was more at fault. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like they were having sex or something. She got pushed accidentally. Or he did one of those, oh, you, and pushed her and then she fell. And so he's lying. And now it makes him look guilty because he's lying about the details. But... I still don't know how he got those broken glasses up there. What were they doing that he got broken glasses? Is it when he dove for her, his glasses just fell off his face? They would have gone over the hill, wouldn't they have, and not stayed up there? Was it possible that he was frustrated with the dog? Were they, like, pulling? The dog did do something right after that picture, and he went, Uh got mad at the dog, and then she was like, no, stop, and came over, and he's like, get away, let me handle him, and pushed his arm. Did he do something on accident? Right, and so he's lying. Out of anger towards the dog, because the dog was being wild? Right, and he doesn't want to admit that he flung his arm, and that's what caused her to fall. Or that he was yelling and screaming at the dog. Right, because then it'll look like an a-hole. Right, all of that looks bad, Mm -hmm. right? So he just switched the story a little bit. Mm -hmm. It could be that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's possible. It's possible, I don't know, because that could be the lie. Yeah. I feel like once you eventually come clean, once you're on trial for murder. No, I don't think that you would ever tell a different story than what you would first told because you know that that would be worse because it would be like we have all these stories. Right. Yeah. Right. That looks much worse if you suddenly change the story where it makes you look slightly worse. Mm -hmm. No, you're then you're definitely getting a guilty verdict. Yeah. hundred percent. That's interesting. All right. That's my thought. That's a very interesting theory. So the jury is conflicted. They have Leslie's photo up. And they, one of the jury members says, Leslie, talk to me. Him and the, ju- mm. the f- sheriff love to talk to Leslie. Yeah. Which is very sweet. They are deadlocked again. Yeah. Fred cries, which is the only emotion we really ever see from him. Because we don't get an interview with him and we're not really seeing any other emotions during the trial. We do. We get really good emotion when Alex is on the stand. In oh, his he Navy does get uniform. teary when Alex. Yeah, that's true. He does. So he gets teary with the son. The prosecutors think if they had been able to bring the jurors to the crime scene, it would have made all the difference. They really think the jurors seeing that scene 
would have. We were there. We saw it. We saw it through Andrea's eyes. And it didn't make that much of a difference for me. No, it didn't. This time in the second jury, it was eight guilty, four not guilty. And two of those jurors who disagreed are sitting right next to each other and they're getting along beautifully. That's Mm -hmm. inspiring. So they decide to eventually, the prosecution decides to drop all of the charges and not try him again. At least for now, unless they have new evidence that comes up. So Fred lives with his new wife and his thriving business. His kids still support him. He wants to come on Dateline, but he says he's scared that anything he says could make them try him again. So I think that's actually smart. It's actually incredibly smart. Yeah, I think that's very smart. So he doesn't come on Dateline. The sheriff still has up the photo of Leslie even after he retired. He feels like he let Leslie down. I feel bad. He talks to her still. I feel bad for Sheriff Bruce. I know that- I do, too. He feels like he retired in shame or something. No, I just don't know if he's right on this. Yeah, I think he has a lot of cognitive dissonance going on. Yeah, there's something so, There's something not right. I did really like the jurors, though. The juror pool yeah. on this at the end was really great to see. And I agreed with that guy where he just said, I have too many questions to vote guilty. And I was right. like, that's me. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. I'm buffaloed here. Are you? I don't know if he did it or not. I don't would not have voted him guilty, though. You wouldn't have? I don't think they had enough. I don't think so. Even based on vibe? No. There are some things about her injuries and the glasses that don't, and the story that doesn't make sense. Yeah. The blood makes total sense because she's in the water. So I'm going to, yeah. You would still have blood. There would be blood in the water then. You would think there would be blood on some part that hit the rock. Yeah. There was no blood on the rock, no blood on the water, no blood on her. Her jacket was pristine, wasn't torn or anything, and no broken bones. I don't understand that. How did she hit the rock so perfectly that she cracked that one tiny crack in the back of her skull, and that's it? And no other of those hitting rocks going down three waterfalls broke her arms or anything. Yeah, this is wild. I would love to know some some of that. Like, was she in bubble wrap? I don't understand. I don't. I don't either. It's. Very strange. But then again, why would he do it? Right. For Jeannie? No, for no one. There's no reason for him to do it. I don't get it. But what I do get is that our supercasters are the best. I call them superstars. They're superstars because they support our show. And we have two to dedicate this episode to Karen B and Joanne P. Karen B and Joanne P. Good vibes. Are the bee's knees. Good vibes. Yeah, I love that. You ladies are good vibes only here and bring us so much joy. I hope you're enjoying Supercast. I hear really good things about it, that people like it a lot. So I hope that you're enjoying it. And I hope you're enjoying our live streams. I hope you were at our one this month where we tried to hypnotize you. And I wonder if it worked. We didn't. I did a pretend hypnotizing because we were talking about the hypnotizing principle. We are so grateful to both of you. So grateful. Thank you so much. Yeah. We couldn't do our show without you. You help keep the lights on and the mics on. Oh, and I love hearing from both of you ladies. I know you both left comments and written to us and stuff, and I appreciate that sort of interaction. So thank you, ladies. We adore you. Thank you so much. Good vibes. Good vibes only. I didn't write down any B-roll. I have a little bit. Well, I wrote Leslie with an adorable dog before we understood what was going on. That dog that caused death? Yeah. Waterfalls. 
lots of waterfalls, just waterfalls mm-hmm. over and over and over again. Yeah, rushing water. We had any footage that they show of the cabin, which they show extensive footage, aerial footage, ground footage, just lots of shots of the cabin, feels like a John Denver song should be playing every time they show the cabin. Yeah, what is a John Denver song? My mom loves John Denver. You fill up my senses like a night in the forest. That was for you, Joni. I bet you don't know that song. Like a mountain in springtime, like a walk in the rain. Yeah, she knows it. It's called Annie's song. She has probably his greatest hit CD. That'll be on it. Okay. And then we also, Sheriff Bruce's office, I said, looks just like a movie set for a small town Uh sheriff or cop station like it looks exactly it could be in true detective yeah that's how specific it looks yeah it was shocking to me yeah okay the kids are they in a hotel lobby at some point do you know what i'm talking about oh yeah where where are they i don't know at the overlook Yeah, maybe okay and then we get sheriff bruce at the very end walking on a bridge to nowhere well, he's enjoying his retirement except he talks to leslie the no he's time. in full uniform i'm so sorry he's <laughs> in full uniform walking on the bridge oh so. he's still talking to leslie sheriff bruce needs a dog more than anyone yeah, i've ever like a, a compa- doberman <laughs> he needs a companion so bad yeah yellow lab look i want justice for leslie too if indeed this wasn't a horrible accident what happened of is course. so sad the family seems love the kids are so nice but yeah. like I don't know what happened here. I don't know what happened here. And I don't know if he can just say so confidently that he does know what happened here. Not without really stretching. Yeah. Really. Like, this, it's a big You've stretch. You've got to do tantric yoga to, to <laughs> get make this one make sense. Did you have any fashion police? No, just Andrea and waiters and that guy with the bolo tie. Oh, what about the, I call them the color block kids. A.K.A. the ombre ombres. Were the kids ombre, ombres. in ombre? When they're all together lined up, we have aqua at the end, teal blue into bright blue. Oh, I love that. They're all in shades of blue. And I have to think that was on purpose. And a part of me feels like it was middle child Ariel. Yeah, she organized that. Mm-hmm. Maybe that was Leslie's favorite color, but they all got it wrong. It was like one shade of blue and they each chose a shade of blue. No, I think I'm sure it was on purpose. It's like when you get married and it's like, your dress has to be blue, but you can pick the shade. Don't ever do that. I like that. Don't ever. Isn't that better? No, it it is, but you do have to give a parameter because somebody's going to do something stupid. Yeah, you're right. Somebody is always going to do something stupid and be like, this is blue and it's totally not. They show up in mint green and they're like, yeah, it's blue. It's like aqua. It's not. It's mint green. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, and that's how you knew also that Ariel picked them was because there were no prints. It was all solid colors. Mm. So that was chosen on purpose. Every family needs an Ariel sibling who takes charge. Absolutely. It's usually me. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) But then the dad comes out of prison wearing a white cable knit sweater. That takes guts. If you are... Prison white. I feel like the cable knit makes you look more like a rich outsider in a town where you are already being accused of being a rich outsider. I think a white cable knit sweater with a collared shirt underneath makes you look like a rich outsider anywhere in America. Yeah. A- anywhere. Yeah. Even in New York. Yeah. That's right. 
So, titles. Yes. I had two that are not great. I'm still not do I'm not back yet. But you are back. So how are yours? Nothing can stop me. I'm all the way down. I don't, I don't know what that means. I just had that stuck in my head. Nubbin's going to stop us now. Nubbin's going to stop us now. Is there any evidence? Nubbin. Nubbin. And then my other one is- All or nubbin at all. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) And then my other one is he dreams of genie. That's good. Thank you. That's excellent. I had don't go chasing waterfalls. Great. And then fret up with the whole business. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I'd be real annoyed if I was Fred and I had not done this. Mm -hmm. But we don't know. But I don't think so. I don't know. Maybe I'm just in a mode. But I would say 75% he didn't. It was an accident. It just maybe wasn't an accident. I'm definitely not that high at all. Okay. I'm like 50 50. But still don't think they had enough. Is it because of the coincidence factor? Yeah, probably. But no, a bigger coincidence would be like, and he was cheating on her. Yeah, there was no money motive here. Or, yeah, they were in financial debt. Yeah. There was zero motive for this to happen other than sudden outburst of anger, which he'd never, no one claims that he'd had before. So, and they'd been married since they were 17 or 18. So I don't, do you think he hates that dog? Yeah, it could just all be about Gracie. I think he might. I think Gracie maybe needed. Also, shout out to my niece, Gracie, the dog. Oh, shout out to Gracie. Who's a sweetheart and would never cause a woman's Sorry, dog. isn't Gracie a little wild? Gracie jumped no. off the balcony, right? No, that's Sadie. Sadie, okay. Gracie is Roxanne's dog and oh, she's yeah. very sweet. Oh, yeah, Gracie's yeah. very cute. Could Sadie cause a problem? Yes. Okay. 1,000%. Could Ralphie? Yes. Yeah. One thousand. Yes. See what I'm saying? You see what yeah. you see? It could. Our last dog, Huckleberry, pulled Joni, and Joni needed shoulder surgery because she fell and right. landed on her shoulder. See, I'm yeah. not saying that Gracie is the problem, but it's her. Gracie is the problem. It's Gracie her. It is the problem. Um, no, we it's love her. Gracie. We're sure she's nice. We're not sure. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know also, exactly what happened here. We don't know. We yeah. have no idea. Let us know what you think. We're always curious to hear your theories. Yeah, and if you have something good outside information that we missed, on a cursory search, I didn't see anything very specific besides people being convinced that he did it with still not any evidence like Sheriff Bruce. I think people just don't like him. I don't, I'm not sure yeah. why because he doesn't seem like that much of a jerk. Right. No, everyone in this, in where he was from liked him. So... Let it, it's Justin Sparks really fueled this. So let us know what you think and follow us online on social media. We're now on threads. Hashtag now on threads. Hashtag threads. Join today. With a Z. And with I've already Z. posted twice. No, it's not with a Z. <laughs> it's with an S. Send me the No password. one would respect it if it was with Z. Can I post on it? Yeah, it's exactly the same as Instagram. It's connected to Instagram, so you oh. just log in through Instagram. Oh my gosh, I'm scared. Okay. Yeah, you should start a Threads account for the cats. Okay. But I, it's more like Twitter. It's like for tweets mostly. It's not as much for photos, I think, like Instagram. I don't really know how it works. I'm still very new. I'm still learning. Well, this will be fun. We'll figure it out together. Yeah. I'll tell Oliver about it because I don't know how much he likes Twitter. So. Then he maybe cats on Dateline coming to Threads. You never know. <gasps> Cat, cat threads, threads Cats ball. Cat dateline. Cat, I'm trying to think of something. What's a cat thing with threads? They play with yeah, yarn. Like, yeah. 
Is there a yarns? Because that could be just cat <laughs> pictures. Sorry, has someone done just a pet's Instagram yet? Because that's the future. That is the future. Also, that's apologies, TM. TM. If that is not And it already. is called yarns. Yeah. But that doesn't really apply for dogs as much. Could still be dogs. What if it's just called paws? No. And anything with paws, you can post pictures of. Maybe. She just says no. I know. I did just say no. Flat out. <laughs> Sorry. Because paws, I feel like, is going to be taken, but yarn might not. So that's what <laughs> my instant reaction is that paws is going to absolutely be taken. So let's think yeah. of maybe collars. I'm trying to think of something else, but that, that sounds, sounds like, like a BDSM, BDSM thing. Yeah. So we'll think about this. We'll get back. We'll get back to you. And claws is definitely nails. Nail oh, claws. Yeah. Where it's yeah. just nails. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, great job, Kimber. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Joanne and Karen, also for Thank supporting so our much. show. We couldn't do this without you. And everyone, check out our sponsors because yes, they support please this check show. Check them out. So we, have great, them. we have great sponsors that we love very much. Thank you, everybody. And be your, be your best. Just be careful when you're hiking this summer. Be your own buoyancy. There you go. Watch out. Just be extra cautious. There you go. Yeah. Bye. Happy trails. Also, I'm really enjoying Law and Order, and you are. You've Kevin that. and Rebecca. If you're listening, I would love to come back on. These are their stories, and not just talk about SVU this time, because now I am more versed in OG original recipe. Oh boy, Law and Order. Who's your favorite? I like all the detectives. I haven't not liked a detective, but I don't like some of the prosecutors. As in? There's one lady who has a really soft voice and talks like a baby, and I don't like it. It drives me crazy. She goes in to talk with murderers, and she talks like this. And I think it's that one that was married to Richard Gere. I have nothing against her personally. I'm sure she's really nice. But I don't really like the way she talks. It creeps me out. In fact, I just saw a Dateline repeat that I was like, oh, we haven't done this one. This one could be good. But the mom talked like that, and I couldn't <sighs> deal. I would just, it's like fingernails on chalkboard to me. I can't use your voice. Got it. You don't have to sound, no. I know my voice is annoying, but at least I use it. Speak up. Well, also, apologies to everyone for projecting into microphones for the last six years. Yeah, sorry. Just, that's but at least how I don't it's going to be. I'm not doing ASMR, unintentional ASMR. No, I think you'd be surprised, though, how quietly people talk on podcasts. They talk in normal voice, and you and I both naturally project. So it's a lot of this. <laughs> both of us are both speaking to the back of the room into the microphone. It's fine. Apologies. It's just the way it Sorry. is. Thank you for we listening. We were theater majors. But would they have tunnel vision on True Detective? Maybe. And would they talk about that rich outsider? We're going to know when Jody yeah, comes back to we're us. We're so excited and for us know. I cannot wait. I checked again. No we date. Still don't have still it. Still no, no date. date. No date on that. Okay. They're just going to drop it on like December 31st. I'm fine. Uh, Whenever. Just it's clear that it's shot. So what and are, are we, we going to cover end? that for YouTube? Is that 100%. there's going to be a good mystery, right? There's always, I've only watched the first season, I think. Which Matthew you need to probably watch the first and the third season before we start because I feel like this has ties in and the first and the third tie together. Okay. So you need to, you can skip I probably two need to watch, watch one, one again. Like I don't remember anything. Yeah, you need to watch okay. one again. I've watched one three times and I've watched three twice. Oh my God. Okay. I'm just waiting. I'm just prepping. Okay, so, that's fine. I'm, I need yeah. to, I need to prep. No. It is dense though. You got to pay heavy. attention. But I think that it is easier to watch on like, 
second and third go around. Mm-hmm. It like you pick up on more stuff. Anyways, and the only reason I think it ties in is in the trailer we get a spiral, which is really important. Ooh. You get a spiral on a wall. Anyways, okay. Okay. 